0: In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for the privilege of working with you. Thank you for choosing us, calling us. Thank you. Thank you for empowering us with your word again. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Let's just declare that word of understanding as we begin to study. I want to let's go? Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of his will, and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. I'm pleasing the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. He's giving me light and direction. He's healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Alright, let's open our Bible to the book of Revelations chapter 17. Now, this is a type of what is happening all the time. And I just want to go over it again. One of the portions of the Bible you see me read again and again. Revelation chapter 17. I just want to bring out an issue here. So as to save time, I'll summarize all this in verse 8. To verse um, 12. It the fact that there is a beast and ten horns and stuff like that. If you get down to verse 12, it said, The ten horns which you saw are ten kings, which have not yet received the kingdom, but they receive authority as kings with the beast for one hour. These have one purpose they give their power and authority to the beast. These will wage war against the Lamb. And the Lamb is Jesus Christ. And the Lamb will overcome them because He is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those who are with Him are the called and chosen and faithful. Please, I want to read that again. The Lamb will overcome because He is Lord of lords and king of kings, and those who are with him, that is, these are the people that he is lord over, and these are the people that he is king over, and they are the ones who are with him. He said they are the called, and chosen, and faithful. Please notice those three characteristics. They are called, they are chosen, and then they are faithful. Now, faithfulness is determined when somebody goes through difficult times. Faithfulness is determined in the face of adversity. Faithfulness is determined when things are not going your way. If things are going your way, it is not faithfulness. I mean, it cannot be determined at that particular point in time because common sense tells us that people will stay where it favors them. It's not a big deal if you are faithful. When things are working the way they are supposed to work. That is why you heard me say it many times. I don't believe the marriage vows. You know, the marriage vows that modern Pentecostals, people of faith, try to bring in. And say that um, if you say for better or for worse, you are speaking unbelief. Faith in the Bible is not just about expecting good. It's about being dependable. So when you say for better, for worse, you're not speaking on belief. You are making a commitment to be dependable. When you say for richer, for poorer, is the reality of life. Even Dangote gets poorer sometimes. Do you know that as a matter of fact? Like I read a joke the other day. Somebody said, Dangote lost, I forgot how many billions in a year, and is still breathing. He said, I can't find my 500 naira, and my chest is doing me one kind. <laughs> The joke was flying around at the time. <laughs> but just to let you know that even the rich, sometimes they lose money. So it is richer and poorer. It's a relative thing. Do you understand? Even for Jesus, the church was big at the time. And the time he didn't do anything wrong, the church became very small. What he did was I preached a revelation and the congregation should not stomach it. So they all left him. So he asked Peter after everybody left. He asked Peter, Are you not going to go to? And that was that's so what he asked the disciples as the apostles. And those ones that answered him, To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. The point I'm making from there is that it is for richer, for poorer. It's for bigger congregation in the church and smaller. John the Baptist's ministry peaked to a height before Jesus showed up. And as soon as Jesus showed up, it began to go down. And he rejoiced. He said, I'm like a bridegroom. Sorry, I'm like the friend of the bridegroom. The bridegroom has come now. Time to step aside. And that was why he was beheaded. Because God said, it's okay. Your job is done. Now, I'm not to emphasize something. So, that's faithfulness. Faithfulness is measured when things are not working the way we thought they should work. That's faithfulness. That's faithfulness. Faithfulness implies that there will be difficult times. That's faithfulness. Faithfulness means that your your so-called friends may experience or have things better than you that have labored more than them. That's faithfulness. That's just what it implies. Okay? Faith does not mean things will never, never, ever go wrong. Faith means that sometimes they will go wrong, but even though he slays me, yet I will trust him. That's what faith is. There's a reason why I'm talking about this. And this is interesting, but let me just explain that. I need to explain this. The word faith and faithful in Greek is the same word. They don't have two different words. The word the Greek man uses for faith is the same word he uses for faithfulness. Yes, I want to bring up faithfulness. That is why when he talks about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, in verse 22, he talks about love, joy, peace. You know, when it gets to faith, depending on the version you read, some will tell you faithfulness, some will tell you faith. The reason why it's like that is that it's the same word, pistis, it's the same word. So each group of translators will have to decide in the context whether faithfulness is what's being discussed or faith is what is being discussed. Please, you'll see where I'm going in the moment, all right, where I'm talking about all of this. Let me make a statement again. We're talking about prayer, all right? And today I want to talk about praying for a nation. But more importantly, I'm speaking specifically about praying for our country at such a time as this. I'll explain some things. Just like we're talking about on Saturday. Now, let me remind us of this fact. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. The earth He has given to the sons of men. What that means... Is that when God wants to bring for redemption for mankind, He will raise Abraham and make Abraham provoke Him to do it. The reason is because He wouldn't be able to do it if somebody who has authority on the earth wouldn't would not walk on His side. Why the earth He has given to the sons of men. When Jesus will want to come, He will have to come to a Mary. And discuss with a Mary, and said, "Say to that woman, Mary, we have a plan. Do you want to work with us? You will have to go to one John and one Elizabeth, and I'm persuaded he talked to Elizabeth. But the, the, the conversation with um, John was recorded. Elizabeth also had a dream. Elizabeth also had a vision. Elizabeth also had to activate that." That pregnancy by faith. It was important. It was important. And the mouth of Zechariah was going to spoil things, so they shut him up. So that Elizabeth could control the speaking part of the equation. <laughs> you get my point. Those people were necessary because without their cooperation, John would not have been able to come. They were necessary. God needed their cooperation. Mary had to cooperate. If Mary had said that, get behind me, Satan. Holy Ghost fire upon you, this familiar spirit. Talking to um, Gabriel, the, the angel. That's it. We'll wait another generation. Why we raise another Mary that will be a descendant of David. That's just the way it works. Alright? Even while discussing with these people, he had to go to one woman who was widowed and he told he Paul upon her a spirit so that she did not desire another husband. It was a spiritual manifestation. That's why Paul said everybody has his own gift, a special gift of God. So the woman never wanted another husband, but she was praying day and night. Went to another man, Simeon, and told the man, "You The man said, I've finished my course in this life. God said, you haven't done anything yet. You're not going anywhere. I don't know how old that man was, but the man was old. And when you are very old, at the point in time, you two, you get tired of life. Not because you are sick, but because all your friends are dead. (laughs) And then their sons are dead. And their grandsons are beginning to die. And you are still there looking. And except you pray special prayers for your children, they too will start dying. I mean, they too are getting old. And Simeon will look and say, what is going on here? And God said, I've given you a prayer assignment. I read, if you ever read the, read the story by, um, S- uh, Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj about one Maharishi of, <laughs> have you read it? About the Maharishi of Mount Kailash. You should go and read this. It's a very funny story. Don't worry yourself too much, alright? About Maharishi of Kailash. But the Apostle to, you must read about the Maharishi of Kailash. Go and read about the Maharishi of Mount Kailash. The man was not speaking in tongues. He was speaking an Indian language. And there's a particular mountain in that Himalayas area that's called Mount Kailash. It's frozen all the year round. So God had to raise a man like Simeon. That's the point I was making. So people like that, they lived very long. And God said the job he had was to pray and with prayer guide Jesus into delivery. Yes, he needed to do that. Hannah had to do that. Why I mentioned the Maharishi, all right, is that This this man is said to be hundreds of years old, and Sadhu Salvarai said that the only thing he does is to go around praying with people. Many people he will pray for that God will tell him to pray for. They don't even know he's there. The Lord will just carry him over there in the spirit, and he'll take up the matter and start praying. Prayer is very important. That's what I'm going to explain. It's extremely important. That song we used to sing those days, please let's all sing it together. Prayer is the key. Sing it like you believe it. Prayer is the key. One more time. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. That song is very correct. It's not old school. It is all school. That is all time. Is old, is new, is modern, is ancient, is classic. It is the truth. That is why Jesus, when he wanted to literally pray, he ended it when he was going to the cross. Even on the cross, he was still praying. Father, into your hand I commit my spirit. What do you think it is? He it wasn't. it's not. Father, I've given up. No, it was a prayer. Into your hand I commit. It's a prayer. Are you getting my point? It is crucial. If it wasn't crucial, the Bible now, you know, you know, you were quoting this one. You were leading prayers earlier that they said men ought always to pray. That was what Jesus taught the disciples. That men ought always to pray. Now you see where I'm going. Why is it like that? Because if they don't, what God wants to do will not be done. The thing will not be done. That's just the way it is. One major reason I believe very strongly, right? The one reason why the Holy Spirit wanted us, why the Lord said we should start teaching on prayer in a focused manner on Tuesdays here is because the people of God need to learn how to do it effectively. Most of the times, Christians don't know how to pray. The event in our country in recent times, when I interact with believers, I became sorely tempted, and I'm likely to do it. I said, I want to just disactivate WhatsApp for some time. People should stop forwarding me nonsense. But when you read it, you notice know people are not praying. They think they are praying. Let me just say this. They stay up all night talking. They stay up all night uttering words. But you read the kind of things that they forward around and they believe. You know that their prayers are not effective. I'm sorry to say it like that. Is that what, what can, how can I say that with confidence? I'll tell you. Because it's my ministry. My assignment to teach people what is right. So I, I will not be afraid to tell you something is not right. Sometimes when they take sides in the matter... God says they are no longer judging with righteousness. How can you pray effectively when you cannot judge with righteousness? Is it possible? Now, I'm going emphasizing. emphasize, you know, I began from reading Revelation chapter 17. Those who are with him, let me quickly link that to prayer again. The way by which Christians do things on the earth is primarily through prayer. It is not every prayer that is uttered that gets God's attention. Let me say it like this. When it comes to serious matters, people who are working with God on serious matters must be effective intercessors. And therefore, they must be among the called, the chosen. I'm not talking about that now. But be faithful. That's what I want to emphasize. They must be faithful. We are, the called matter, yes. We are all called. Amen. Many are called. All right? Among those who are called, few are chosen. are well, Those who are chosen, those who have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That, those are the people who are chosen. Are you getting my point? And they're now pursuing the calling of God. But amongst them, many... Sorry to say it like this. Most are not faithful. Why are they not faithful? It's because when it comes... and I said earlier, you cannot judge faithfulness except there are trials. You can't judge faithfulness. It's when there is difficulty, you know who is faithful and who is not. Faithfulness is known because of difficulty. Listen... In places where people divorce on a daily basis, you know, marry in January, divorce in June, marry another person in August, and divorce him by December. Something happens, and when you hear it, the kind of things that happen, you start laughing. Some of the things people divorce over. When you re- when you read them, you start laughing. And I say he's never around, can never be around. That's life now. You may we actually be fighting for divorce because the man is never around. If anybody tells it like that in this country, won't you wonder whether our head is correct? You know the truth? They've not been taught faithfulness. So the marriage does not go regularly. They say number one reason, one of the major reasons, I think, yes, top on the list of reasons why people divorce in those countries is financial difficulty. Yes. When, when things are rough financially, marriages break down. <laughs> when you hear something, it's like, what? what did they teach you when you were young? You divorce because of financial difficulty. <laughs> One day I was on radio. Ezinne was asking me questions. One woman calls in. Say, what is she supposed to do about what? That is it right to divorce her husband? Ah, madam, what do you He said that she keeps saying that things will be better. Things will be better, but things are not better now. <laughs> do you remember that day? And you know for a moment I was wondering, what do you mean things are not better? He's still beating you. He's still humanizing. His heroin addict is getting worse. He said, "No, what is it? They don't have money." Honestly, (laughs) thank God it is radio, so I couldn't reach where she was. (laughs) If it was physical life, I would pull her in here, madam. Are you okay? (laughs) That that is not grounds for divorce. I'm sorry. You're not going anywhere. You don't enter. <laughs> this one, you're inside. Better dust your, I you? change your skirt to trouser. Stop wearing skirt. This waiting, sir. You don't need skirt again. Go and buy jeans, trousers, stick jeans. Buy recharge cars, start running up and down this road. Because you're not going anywhere. Go and get a job. Start a business. We will not support you to divorce the man because he keeps on telling you things will be better and things are not better. They will not get better. Better get ready for it. It's not as if we are say we won't get better, but click it in your brain. They are better or no, like Americans would say. Better or no, he ain't going nowhere. They're not going anywhere. That gets better or not. It's called faithfulness. That's what it is. You know, some churches in Nigeria began to teach that if things are too rough, if things have a serious problem between you and your wife and you can't solve it, that the Lord permits the two of you to separate. The same God that went to Paul. You know, Paul was a bit easy on divorce matters. You know that. He wasn't very strict to the way some like Catholics would be. Paul wasn't that bad. Paul would say, what happened? My husband is a Muslim. I gave my life to Christ. I said, they beat him. He drove me out of the house. Paul said, don't go back. No problem. Marry a Christian brother. No, that's what Paul wrote. That's what Paul said. But he said, when it comes to the matter of two of you are Christians, the Lord came to me and said, I should write this down and tell you people, you cannot divorce your wife. You cannot divorce your husband. Two of you are believers. He said, too bad. He said, what if he's beating me? He said, pack out of the house, go to another house and be greeting him from down the road. (laughs) Yeah, that's what Paul taught them. That's what he said. If he trusts me with a knife, no problem. Buy knife protective jacket. i move to another house. Okay, leave the city. Go somewhere else. He said, but you can never marry somebody else. That guy is your husband permanently. He said, what if sometimes, you know, Hamatan just blows. After you experience Hamatan alone every night for one week, you start realizing you need to be cuddled. What do I do? He said, no problem. Go and call your father, call your mother, call your friends, call everybody, and go to reconcile. But is he carrying the knife? Beg them to collect the knife, stay with him for <laughs> one week. When our time is over, go back to where you got me from. <laughs> On the matter of Christians, the man was strict. He said, The law said, Not I. This was not what I reasoned out. God commanded me to tell you this. Faithfulness, I'm talking about. So faithfulness is seen when things are rough. If you're not among the faithful of the chosen, out of the called, it means that your prayers are not effective. I don't have time to go into details about that. There's a reason why God look called, uh, looked and said to Jeremiah, Men have prayed, though. They have prayed. But in this matter, if you, want, if you think you need the prayer warriors, call Moses and Samuel. He said, but even then, Shalem just warn you ahead. I still will not listen. Now, what was he saying? Who is talking actually matters with God? It matters. It matters. He said, are you saying God is a respecter of persons? If you read it in context, hmm? God is not the respecter of persons whether you are rich or you are poor. God is not the respecter of persons what you know or what you don't know. But God actually respects persons concerning how they relate with him. He said, to this one I will look, the one who is contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. It makes it clear that I don't look to everybody. So, you're talking about is he of persons? Whether you have a PhD or not, it doesn't concern him. You, can have, you, you, you may have a primary six school living certificate in which you failed. Because <laughs> whether you that's what you have or you're a professor, it makes no difference. But when it comes to people's attitude to his word, he is a respectable person. He used to say, I would have killed you were you? not for your father David. Can okay, you see what I'm trying to say? So you have to read these things in context. So we're talking about prayer, therefore. God looked at Jeremiah. Hey, listen, what is what you are talking? Even if it's Moses that said this, I won't listen. Even if it's Samuel. And yes, Samuel, the Bible says there was not one word Samuel uttered that fell to the ground. So, God will shake things to make sure that Samuel was honored by his words. What am i am trying to explain? These were faithful men. And God is saying that, listen, if you want to pray effectively, you have to be a faithful person too. That's what I'm talking about. Remember, I emphasized that God wanted to redeem mankind. He had to raise faithful people. He had to raise faithful people so that they would be praying with him. He had to raise faithful people. Look, Simeon and God, eh, they were so close on that matter. The moment Jesus was brought to the temple, Simeon knew his work was done and prophesied upon Mary, and then he left. No further records, but he must have died a few days after that. That is, for Jesus to come, somebody had to nurture that pregnancy with prayer. They say, oh, <laughs> Joseph was a, how do you describe Joseph? Was a, is he humble or good man? You know, he was a good man, whatever. Somebody had to pray, pray goodness into his life. You are getting my point. Many events around the birth of Jesus, God raised people. Now, listen to what I'm going to explain here. So when you come to a country like ours, God is doing the same thing till today. And I want to tell you something. He says that faithful people are hard to find. That's why I'm look, that's why I'm doing all this talking. Faithful people are hard to find. They are faithful. Until their village is attacked by full and headsmen. And they open their mouths and tell you that you are talking like this because it has not touched you. And that, see, that is where faithfulness goes out through the roof. We can pray as long as it is not all oh, that is teaching. Now, one of the look, oh, that is touching. One of the things that happened to this, that's why I, I got tired of this WhatsApp thing. Just got tired. Told myself, I think I need a break. One of the things that used to get me angry is once people fall prayers, they say, pray. So we need to Uplift this country in prayer. When you read the prayer, you know God is not listening. Forty to a million people; these are not faithful people praying. And I tell my brother, I said, did you notice the us and them? Suddenly, we can't descend the body of Christ anymore. It is now we Southerners versus them Fulani herdsmen. The prayer has no meaning all of a sudden. God says, eh. So you are now in one body, one body of Ibo men. One body of Yoruba men. One body of southern Nigeria. Is there anything like that? It's not the body of Christ again. When he just gave me the us versus them. So I called the people. I said, who is the us in this situation? Who is the them? I said, look at it. Faithfulness has gone out through the window. I'm sorry to say, I have hardly joined any one of those prayers. When it starts flying, I just delete it from my phone. Nonsense. I don't answer anybody. You can see the prayers are prayers. Listen. There are prayers of faith. The Bible said the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed any sins, they will be forgiving him. Alright? That is the point. When he says there's a prayer of faith, that means there are different kinds of prayers. When we were young those days, in the faith, we were taught as if there's prayer of faith, and the prayer of intercession, there's prayer of thanksgiving, there's prayer of dedication, there's prayer of, uh, uh, of agreement. That is not proper classification. One of my classification is this. When you are classifying, you look at the basis of classification, all right? So you cannot divide prayer of faith from prayer of agreement. A prayer of agreement must be a prayer of faith. A prayer of thanksgiving must be a prayer of faith. A prayer of consecration must be a prayer of faith. When I say the prayer of faith will save the sick, it's as against a prayer of unbelief. And among the prayers of unbelief, I'll tell you, are prayers of anger. Among the prayers that are unbelieving prayers, are prayers based upon wrong premises. I'll give you an example. God I have given, you will give back to me. It's a prayer of unbelief. Amongst the prayers of unbelief is collect your checkbook. Lord, look at the stubs of the checks. All these ones are written to build your church. You will build me a house. That's a prayer of unbelief. It's not a prayer of faith. It will not save the sick, financial sick. The Lord will not raise the bank account up. And if you have committed any sins, they will all be remembered. Because it's not a prayer of faith. So the the, distinction is not whether it's a prayer of uh, intercession or thanksgiving, no. A true prayer of intercession or supplication must be a prayer of faith. So when I hear some of these prayers, they are not prayers of faith. They are prayers of anger. They are prayers of they have come again. I've forwarded something to some of you guys recently. Somebody forwarded, you know, an old man wrote it and said, listen, there's a sea of people have made up their minds, they will not use their brains again. That clear thing he said that all the top something uh, security men in Nigeria are full honest. And he said, he tried said said to just check. I found that the IG of police is from Niger State and is a new payment. So he called the person who forwarded to him. Say, are you aware of that? He said, forwarded as received. <laughs> forwarded as received, it doesn't excuse you. And you see, I'm falling up and down. I see so many of those prayers. These are not prayers of faith. They are prayers of anger. The people are pained. They are not praying according to the word of God. They are not praying according to revelation. I'm sorry for that reason. I hardly join those prayers. Gets to my phone and say, fall to all the Christians in Nigeria right now. I delete it. And if you fall something to me three times, I block your number. I block your number neat. If you are somebody that I know, I will warn you. If I don't know you well enough, you're, you're, I just block your number. I'm a very good blocker. Now I'm planning to block everybody, now including my wife, so what's the big deal? Because <laughs> I'm tired. My wife doesn't do that, just that when you pull out from WhatsApp, everybody is blocked. I plan to, I have Allo and BBM. I'm just downloading BBM. To, if I want to talk to you, I'll call you. Do you have Allo? If you don't have Allo, I'm not chatting with anybody again. I don't tire. I won't fill my life with unbelief. I will miss all those jokes that make me laugh, but I can do without them. <laughs> please let me say something to you, please. Let me just get directly to what I'm gonna explain. Brethren, life is a battle. It's a spiritual battle. Will your country be good or it it be bad? It's a spiritual battle. Please go and read this book again. I've recommended it many times. I've not done it in recent times, but let me do it again today. Final quest by Rick us. You'll go and read it again. And this day is good enough. Whether it's pirated or real, I don't know. The PDF copy is everywhere. Read the book, The Final Quest. Now, what am I talking about? Many people are working for the devil. They don't know they are working for the devil. Those who are with him, they are called the chosen and the faithful. Many Christians, Rick Jonah explained, they work for Satan. They work for Satan they don't know. Let me give you ideas of the kind of people that are working for Satan. People open their mouth and say things like... (laughs) This Buhari, we are not going to let him come back in 2019. They are working for Satan. Those who open their mouths, I, I don't know what's wrong with this kind of head of state. Is it the, the change we voted for? They are working for Satan. Those who get up and say that we never, we, we always knew that nothing good will come. What does he know about governors? We are, we are working for Satan. Everybody opens his mouth and criticizes and negatively speaks about the head of state. Is working for Satan. There is only one group of people that are not working for Satan in that regard. There are those who every day they kneel down and make requests for him in prayer. God give him wisdom. God guide him, strengthen him. They don't care about how they feel or what they have seen. They care about the assignment that God has given them. It doesn't mean they will vote for him in 2019. Sure, that's true. Somebody asked me today, are you going to vote for Bride 2019? I said, who are his opponents? I don't know yet till then. A vote is a choice of between candidates. Is that not so? How can you be asking me now whether I will vote for him? There is no commandment from God that you vote for him next election. I've read my Bible up and that I didn't find. What I said before, the time of elections, go and read it. When I wrote that thing, people thought, when they read it, when they critically analyzed the things I said, their conclusion was that I will vote for our current head of state. But listen, voting time, I won't lie to you, I vote by flesh. There is no revelation in voting. There are a few people that the Lord speaks to. So they vote because of vision. I have, he has never spoken to me. All my years of voting, only once have I voted for a man that won. <laughs> for presidency. And I've, been, I've, and I've been believing God all the years. I can't remember whether I voted or not, but my vote, at least in my heart, went for Lufalae. As against Obasanjo. Obasanjo won. I don't know who contested against Yaradua. I can't remember whether I voted or not, but you can be sure he did not vote for Yaradwa. Guess what happened? He won. The only guy I voted for that one is good luck, Jonathan. And he came a second time. I voted for him again. And you know what happened? <laughs> he lost. <laughs> so that tells you my voting has always been by what? Flesh. And God likes it. Do you know why? Because the principles I vote by, they are personal to me. They are not yours. Are you getting my point? I my reasons. But God knows more than I know. Now, back to who's working for Satan, who's working for God. Once you are disobeying God because of how you feel, you are working for Satan. And I'm saying to you today, having observed it in our country of today, please, I'm begging you all. I wanted to read some things out, but it. it will take me time to explain so that, for that reason, I will not read those things. Are some things that were sent to me, all right? By not, not jokes, you know, Christians writing serious prophetic things. But I, I won't, I won't have time to read them out. But I wanted to just understand that you are not. That's why I started with that. Everybody is important. Jesus needs soldiers. Why he wins is because he's King of Kings and he's Lord of Lords. I mean that he needs plenty of those kings and plenty of those lords. And who are they? They are the people that are faithful in the midst of adversity. There are the people that we, every day, they will never, I said it on Tuesday, on Saturday, listen, you cannot pray effectively except you have expectations. There are the people who will look and they say, ah, life is better if you just go across to Cameroon. They say, no, this country, we have, a, we have an assignment to redeem it. There are the people that sometimes you give them a visa, they will look and say, no, I have a praying work to do. It's land I just bought in Benue State. We want to start a business there. It's not making too much money, but we have to put our righteous money into the land. If we do it, peace will come upon the place. I didn't say you would drive Fulani headsmen. I just said what peace will come upon the place. Why did I say what I said like that? I'll tell you. It's simply because for, since I was a child, there were Fulani headsmen all over the country, and there was no trouble. Why did trouble start now? I'll tell you the reason. It's because it's a spiritual battle. We are fighting a spiritual fight. Don't get drawn into them against us. It's unfaithfulness. Listen, I said it the other day. This spiritual battle, don't forget. This thing shows up different ways. It showed up with Boko Haram. That was easy. When I say easy now, everybody could face one direction. It showed up in Niger Delta, bombings and kidnapping. You heard of Don Juan nearby. You? Yes. you? know the guy was living in Enugu? Yes. I think they caught him in Enugu here, sir. Yes. I was killed here. Enugu is a dangerous place for criminals. You know what I've been telling you before? It's people like you that made it dangerous. You just be praying your... They think it's gentle prayers. They all know that it's dangerous prayers. All those fire prayers are not doing anything. The ones that are really pray, creating problems in the realm of the spirit... You raise your hands, and say, Father, We will thank you because you are good. Lord, search our hearts, us, clean, bless. Why you just talk like that? Confusion. Any don that comes to live in Enugu, DSS will just come catch him, shoot him. I hope you know the man is not a fuller and a headsman. I hope you know that. <laughs> I read the report about him the other day in the papers. Punch. The man decided that his own hometown would be uninhabitable for anybody. That was he made up his mind that nobody will live in Omok again. Yes. And God said, eh, The earth is a Lord's and the fullness thereof. You know when they went to the church in Bulu and shot people. You know what they told us? Full and headsmen. Yeah, that was no for the first twenty-four hours that was the gist we had. And everybody said, Pipe down. His drugs has men. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm asking Christians, let's pray for our country persistently with a good, clean heart. There are few people doing it. I see pastors opening their mouth to talk. There was one I heard the other day insulting to Debakari. I looked at the guy. I wanted to tell him, he say, Oh, boy, you want God to make you an example. You know, there are people that God will make an example. God will just look and say, You don't have respect for people. You see, Pastor Bakari, all I ever do is pray for him. If he does something I don't agree with. Him. I just say, Oh, God, I don't agree. But to stand on the pulpit and open my mouth and say, Shame on you, Pastor Fedebakari. Like, like, I cannot say it. He said, I'm not afraid to die. I said, Better not be afraid to die because I die you so. This <laughs> Listen, I die you yeah. <laughs> I die you day. He said, Why? Why is he not leading protests against Buhari? That was all his complaint, too. That why is he not out there leading protests against Buhari? After the Lord, he led protests against Jonathan. Because the guy said, what did Jonathan do? You were loving, now you cannot lead protest against Buhari. Say, shame on you, Pastor Nebakari. I say, Omo, oh, it's easy to know people that don't have home training. Sure. <laughs> it's easy. Sure. When you were young, your father didn't flog you. It's obvious. You didn't use to fetch water for your mother. Tell mommy, I beg, I want to go and sleep. Go and fetch your own water. It's obvious. They're not calling to ministry. Your bad habit is still with you. <laughs> you see your seniors on TV, He didn't do anything to you. All you said is that he did not protest. And one of my classmates said that, okay, why did you not go and protest? If <laughs> Naso well, didn't do you for body, go now and go and do your own protest. When I saw that video, I said, God in heaven. These are supposed to be preachers. I visit the congregation, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all of them are getting gyrated. <laughs> I said, You people don't know. When David sins, sometimes David is forgiven. All those boys that are shouting in church will just die. All of them, one by one. I looked at there and said, Father. And you are wondering why there's headman's trouble. That is why there's headman's trouble. So I told myself, Let me beg Christians today, please, pray for Nigeria with a clean heart. Let me put it like this. Don't open your mouth. And pray against full and headsmen. They are prayer points you don't use. You pray for peace. And you ask God to forgive. Because in the eyes of God, you don't know He's a worse sinner. Whether the local farmer or the headsman, you don't know. You know, I found out recently. <laughs> so one of my sisters the other day was was angry. So I chatted with her. She said, Last lady, the other day, she saw cows, you know, around their government house. Look at how their front tree. What kind of thing is that? So I said, I used to be angry like you too when I would see cows around our own government house. Until I found out who owned the cows. (laughs) I won't say more than that. (laughs) You know, when I found out there, ha. you can imagine the prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, every Fulani Hesman that comes near our government house, we kill his cattle. We kill his cow. Let them fall down and die. Governor will come out the next day. All uh-uh. oh, my cows are dead. <laughs> you see, that's why the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. When I found out, you know, I was humbled. So that all the headsmen I was seeing, they are, they are hired hands. They are hirelings. And they were grazing near their owner's house. And me, I they provoke, <laughs> like we say, worry. I just did that the vex for nothing. So I told my sister, I said, Dear sister, you don't know who owns those things. Now, that was the day I calmed down after Israel, I said, eh? You know the were been wondering who gave them this boldness to just leave lead car into the center of town? No respect for road rights, opera square rights, <laughs> jogger rights, <laughs> joggers rights. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that they had babang bejo. You know what they call babang bejo? Ask Inka what that means. They ha- thank you very much. Ah, this guy is not that. They had the ultimate godfather <laughs> behind them. Very <laughs> please, I'm begging you. Let's pray in a different manner. You know what we need in Benue State? We need truth, gospel, repentance to penetrate the place. That's what we need, and the trouble will disappear by itself. Are you getting my point? Let me say this to you directly, please. Don't take sides with any conflict as a Christian. If Namde Kano shows up, no matter how much he seems to be speaking for your village, once it comes to prayer time, you must understand in heaven, God sees you as a Christian. I don't know whether you are getting my point. I told some of my brothers, some of these prayers will circulate around. Do you realize that a full animal cannot, in our church, will not be comfortable? Yes, he won't be comfortable. He won't be comfortable. I told you last time I was in Sokoto, one of the men that welcome welcomed on there, once you see his face, the full of his soul is obvious. I mean, you don't need to be told. The only thing that's strange to you is that they introduced you as pastor, so, so, so and so. So you look at him a second time. And you ask him, Are you full land? And he'll tell you, Yes. And he's a PF, PFN chieftain in Sokoto. So when we are, for, for, when we are forwarding prayers around, If he gets to his phone, will he come to church next Sunday? He'll be too uncomfortable. Please, believers, my emphasis today eh, is that this country needs us to pray with a clean heart. This country needs us to pray with an unbiased heart, no matter how much you have been pained. Most of the time, anyway, your pain is ignorance and you don't even know what's going on. But let's even assume you know what's going to. They attacked your village, no matter what it is. It cannot be worse than um, Stephen. They did not attack Stephen's village. They attacked Stephen. No just cause. Yet, as he was dying, what did he say? Lord, please, don't hold this against them. All this die-by-fire prayer, I hope you know, is not the will of God. Are you getting my point? Now, because Stephen prayed that prayer... The chief of the executors that day, who the Bible pointed out carefully to us, that this man guarded the clothes of those who were doing the stoning. His name was Saul, and he was given approval to the thing. And as far as God is concerned, those who did and those who approved, they are the same. So as far as heaven was concerned, this guy stoned Stephen to death. And we know the rest of the story. As soon as Stephen finished praying, God went on the, on the case of Saul and went after him. By the time he was done with Saul, we we're all thankful to the Lord Stephen was stoned though. Because if he did not stone Stephen, I'm not sure I'll have the book of Romans. I'm not sure I'll have the book of Philippians, Colossians, Galatians, the two to Thessalonians, two to Timothy, to Titus, to Philemon, and possibly Hebrews. And somebody explained something, that the whole book of Acts was written around the person of Paul. The whole book of Acts. In fact, what the fellow was saying is that Luke was preparing a defense for Paul's first trial in Rome. So to explain his whole doctrine and Christianity, he had to investigate. So he started from writing the book of Luke, went into Acts, if you see, everything about Acts went around Paul. So he said, who is most excellent Theophilus? Maybe it was Paul's lawyer. Maybe it was an important person that stood on Paul's side during the defense. He said they are not very sure. Maybe it was a judge before whom they had to present the facts. So the book of Luke and the whole of the book of Acts, in his opinion, was written as a defense case for Paul. Thank you, Stephen was stoned. Because... From what we know, Stephen prayed for Paul, and Paul was converted. Now, of course, Saul, who became Paul, or who was also known as Paul. Now, what am I going to explain? We cannot pray the way we are feeling. Open your Bibles to um, Isaiah chapter 2. Sorry, Isaiah chapter 11. Sorry, 11, 11, 11, not 2. He said, Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Rest on him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will dwell in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked." Also, righteousness will be about his loins, will be the belt about his loins, and faithfulness the belt about his waist. My emphasis is verse 3. He will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he will judge the poor. What is he talking about there? He was talking about the Lord Jesus, who we are supposed to be like. We must be careful not to judge according to what our eyes see and according to what our ears hear and according to what is forwarded to us on WhatsApp. I hope you know most of that information you get on WhatsApp. Majority of them, they are false. First, another thing, let me just add this one to it. These are the feet of those who bear what? Good tidings. When you are forwarding gruesome images of people who are murdered, are you bearing good tidings? So why are you the one forwarding it up and down? Somebody forwarded something to my classmates. He said, of course, all these fake people that hide in London will be talking nonsense in Nigeria. It's annoying. Yeah. There are good people in London. Get my point. The ones that will now be talking nonsense are the ones I call fake. One of my classmates from London said that, hey, you know, he sent a picture of two women looking dusty and carrying weapons. That We hear that these are, they would now have Fulani-haired women. What is Nigerian talking to, to now? armed full fulani heads women. God will save this country. Another of my classmates said, Please, this is not Nigeria. Once you see those girls, those women's faces, you could see that these people are Maasai. You know, you know, everybody you can see looking at their faces. These are Maasai. Even the kind of things they wore around their waist, the color combination is Maasai. This is Kenya, not Nigeria. He said, What's Nigeria turning to? But I just made up my mind, I know they talk. Because they say i talking, we can't abuse what, One day I abused one of my classmates. He I just asked him, "Is your phone on auto forward?" <laughs> I said, "Don't even reason before you forward something." But time I was done, eh, when the guy vexed, eh, they were sending me private chats. thank Frankie, please don't answer him. Don't answer him." I didn't even know. I just seen chats on my phone. Please don't answer. Him. Answer who now? And I went to the chat group. <laughs> <laughs> Must you forward everything you get? Like the one that old man wrote vitamin C does not like anti malaria work. You forward it. (laughs) Don't lie on your left. After eating, you forward it. MTN is the one that makes good money as an image. You forward it. Listen, when you fall, thank you very much. Clearing and forward. (laughs) Brethren, let's be bearers of what? Good news, good tidings. When you hear a good thing happening, forward it. Yeah. Don't let good in this country leave you behind. Yeah. Many people are always forwarding bad things. Good things are happening, they don't notice. Then they run away to another country and leave their good behind. Yeah? Please, I want us to pray. Let's it our feet. And pray with love, with expectation for the country. I want us to take the first one minute at least. Mention that name at least five times. The name of the president. Thank God for his life. Thank, I want you to start praying now. Shout if you have to shout. Say, Lord, I thank you for you appointed our head of state. You are the one that rules in the affairs of man. And you give the kingdoms over to whomever you wish. And you set upon it the lowliest of men. The least likely you are the one. Thank you for appointing the current head of state. We thank you, Lord, for his life. Thank God because he did not die last time he was sick. He confesses, I have never been this sick in my life. Say, Lord, thank you for sparing his life. In case you do not know, we had confirmations, pre- prophetic confirmation, that his life was spared because of prayer. Because people prayed for him, said so it was God. Say, Lord, thank, thank God for him. Say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you because he did not die. Why did he not die? You answered the prayers of the saints and you have a purpose for his life. Thank God for him. I wanted to mention that name again and again. Lord, President Muhammad Buhari, thank you for his life. Thank you for sparing him. Thank you for choosing him. You have a purpose that we may not understand. He is your man for this season. You are the one that puts people on the throne. I wanted to pray for him. Thank God. For, just be giving thanks. Say, Lord, I thank you for his life. Thank you for what he has been through. Thank you for sparing the life of his son who crashed on that motorbike. Thank you that the boy did not die. Thank you because he would have sent us into mourning. Thank you because you had mercy upon the family. Thank you for his wife, Aisha, that she, not, she did not lose his son that day. Oh, Lord, it would have been painful for the family, but you had mercy upon them. Let's give thanks for his life. Thank God for what God is still going to use him to do. Thank God for what he has used him to do. Uh, it was under his tenure that he sent the, the chief of staff relocated to Meduguri. Thank God for that. At least once again in Nigeria, people, they fear to steal. Let's thank God. I, I'm not hearing you giving thanks to him. I want to say, Lord, I thank you. If all, that's all you can say, just say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. You are good. Lord, I thank you. There is no good but you. You are the one that appoints men. The heart of the king is in your hand. The heart of Muhammadu Buhari is in your hand. The heart of Muhammadu Buhari is in your hand. You made him the head of state and he will do your will. So we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. In Jesus' name. I want you to listen to this. In life, we activate things by faith. Please be around on Saturday. I hope the Holy Spirit allows me to go on into that. You activate things by faith. What I want to use to explain it, one day we'll teach about that. I want to talk about the husband ministry. Yes. What has that got to do what I'm talking about? I want to explain to wives how to activate your husband by faith. God will allow Satan to tempt you. Your husband will act foolishly. When you want to fall for temptation, you start saying that, this is how my husband is always doing foolishly. And to be confirmed. The other time I had a talk with my wife. I said, one, one major thing you need to have is faith. Have faith that my husband knows what he's doing. That if he's so clear that I'm being foolish, turn to the Lord, say, Lord, I thank you. Because you are the one that anointed this man into the husband ministry. Confirm your anointing upon his life again in the name of Jesus. It's a, you are look, listen, listen. If all of you came here, eh? Looking like, okay, let us assume you didn't come. Some other people came and said, I hear Banky is a preacher. <laughs> let us go and hear what he has to say. And they fill this whole place. When I get up to preach, eh, energy will leave me. Oh, that's a matter of fact. Energy will leave me. I will try to talk, the talk will not come. I will preach for 15 minutes, my body will feel like I've been talking for one hour. The reason why I can stand and pray sometimes for two hours. And I'm not tired of preaching. I just wanted to go home. Part of I'm telling you, a calling is part of it. But a major part of it is that I have an audience that is provoking the anointing by their expectation. So when you are drawing, you are drawing, you know, so Banky, you will preach. <laughs> you will preach. Oh. People will just come sit down there. They come with vacuum cleaner in their heart. Sucking every anointing upon your body. So they when you finish preach, you just go and collapse. You not know, abandon me for my wife <laughs> virtue will have left me. Virtue. How am you should be giving my wife offerings? Say, <laughs> so, Madam, take I'm serious. What am I going to say? In the same manner, in our country, our expectation is felt in Asso Rock. Yes. Felt in Lion Building. It's felt where the governance is. Our prayers, it's it felt. If we keep on saying they are stupid, they are stupid, they are stupid, they are stupid, they will become more foolish by the day. And I want it to be confirmed now as far as we are concerned that we were right. When in actual fact, what we expected came upon us. That's as I teach on Tuesday, on Saturday. I hope to. I've been trying to do that for some time, but we haven't been able to reach it. So we need to contribute what? Faith. Let's take one minute. and say, look, President Buhari, he's vice president. They are ministers. They are wise. Just say that for one, one minute. Just say, Lord, I thank you. President Buhari, his vice president, their ministers and special advisors. They are wise. They are wise. They are wise. The inspector general of police has wisdom. In the name of Jesus, the chief of army staff has wisdom. The chief of air staff has wisdom. The chief of Naval Staff has wisdom. The chief of Defense Staff has wisdom. Lord, they are wise. Not with natural wisdom, but with your wisdom. Lord, you have anointed them. We pray for them. We receive it from them in the name of Jesus. Wisdom to do what is right. Wisdom to execute the judgment of God. Wisdom to execute the blessing of God. Wisdom to move the nation forward. Wisdom to stop conflicts. Wisdom to reconcile people. In the name of Jesus. We activate that Lord by our faith in you. We are not saying our faith is in them. We are saying our faith is in you. It is written. The heart of the king is in your hand. Like you turn the water channels. Like water channels are turned by people. So you will turn it. You will cause events to make them do what is right. In the name of Jesus. You know how I remind myself of the power of God? I always say that God made Joseph prime minister. But who appointed him? Pharaoh. Are you getting my point? What God will do for us is not dependent on Pharaoh. It is dependent on our relationship between our God. That is between God and us. Many times we are blaming the head of state. God is just laughing. He said, no one says, where well, is God my maker? Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Buari is not anybody's problem. We are our own problems. If we turn to God, when I see preachers carrying voters carrying, we must vote him out next time. I start laughing. Did you vote in him this time? <laughs> All those who are making noise, now go and check, you Did you not vote for him. Yes. As if it's today. And next time, last time you did not vote for him. God still appointed him. You can make all the noise you want to make. God appoints rulers. He appoints rulers. And there are troubles that will have had. God said, the reason why I'm appointing this man is because I have something I want him to do. Listen, when God appointed Abacha, our former head of state, General Abacha, when God appointed him, nobody knew what God, God wanted to use him for. But we can't just be saying everything now. You know, as a matter of fact, hmm. You know, oh God, you are not a grasshopper. Amen. Say amen. 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 You are not a grasshopper. Amen. Now, listen, Nigeria, God has a plan. I've heard too many prophecies not to believe it. From the days of Elton to, um, the, what's the name of our Real Rehobanky? Now Sadu Savaraj is the one blasting the, the prophecy again now. Everybody has said it, God has a plan for this country. And the midst of all of that is in all of the things that have been happening has been working out his plans. Listen, as a matter of fact, it's not a big deal. I mean, it's normal human life. In Nigeria, before, eh? before, somebody say before. Before. Control was, was situated in Sokoto. It was a matter of fact. Then one day God said, this is enough. I want to elevate Asso rock above the seat of the Caliphate. You know how he did it? Now, why I know what I'm saying is that during the OIC saga, the prophet I don't want one prophet Joshua Ib or something like that, who, who God sent to go and meet them at that time in the Dan barracks. They took him to Sokoto to go and discuss with the Sultan and people there on the matter. But a time came that God said, Alright, it is enough. Now I'm going to elevate the seat of the president above that of the Sokoto and uh, of the Sultan of Sokoto. You know what he did? He appointed Abacha. And it's a single thing, one thing. Abacha just woke up one day and deposed the sitting sultan. And that's the end of it. By that single act, he proved to everybody in the whole world that whoever is president is king in Nigeria. Only God is higher. That I've told you matter of fact. I've not told you something that I'm imagining. So in Nigeria of today, the president is higher than everybody else. It wasn't like that before. So, please, I want to be behaving like a grasshopper. It's as if God cannot fight. God knows what he's doing. And I've heard prophecies that all this noise, by the time all this wahala is over. Anyway, let me not say more than that. Because places, look, imams will come to church, I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Their daughters will be wedding. This is my own Christian guy. They will come, sit down, shake the pastor's hand, hug him, and be happy that he was allowed to come in. <laughs> but we have to be faithful no matter what we see outside. That's what I'm going to explain. God has been working. He has been working. He has been working. The Lord has been working. You know? He's been doing things. So be thankful no matter what you see. Be thankful. People are making a lot of noise. In case you do not know, the northern Christians felt so unsafe under Jonathan. He didn't defend them. He made all the southern Kaduna, who finally put a military cantonment there. It was worried that put a military cantonment in southern Kaduna. But I'm letting you know something You know. Listen, God is walking. Somebody say amen. amen. I said the Lord is walking. Amen. The Lord is walking. Amen. Goodness and mercy is following us. Amen. Good is coming to this land because of us. Amen. God has prepared something good for you and for me, Amen. and we will experience it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We will not use this our mouth to empower Satan. Amen. No, we only use it to empower what God is doing in our lives Amen. and what God is doing in this nation. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Once again, let's turn to Benue State. be so this direction right? Yes. So let's just let, figure it just as spiritual, but let's just point in this direction. And declare peace upon that land. We are taking the gospel there again this weekend. We have a program Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Say, so, Lord, fill that land with truth. Fill it with the gospel. Let the spirit of repentance come upon the land. Let the fear of God come upon that land. Yeah, we are praying because there has been a lot of indignation. We ask, Lord, for your truth to permeate the land. For the true gospel to be lifted up in that land. For Jesus to be lifted up. That men will come to the knowledge of Christ. That the land will repent. That is the people on the land will repent of their evil. And the land will fill it. That the blessing of God will fill that land. Say Lord have mercy. Push truth to every corner. Send laborers into that harvest. Turn the hearts of the inhabitants Their eyes turn them to you, Lord. Let them cry to you for deliverance. Indignation only comes from you. Mercy much more comes from you. Lord, release mercy. Lord, release mercy. Let the gospel prosper in Makodi. Let it prosper in Boko. Let it prosper in Otupo. Let it prosper in all the towns and villages and cities of that land. Lord, spread this blessing to Nasarawa State, down to Taraba State. Lord, we ask for these three states, Lord, that you will fill it with truth in the name of Jesus. Jesus be lifted up over these states of this country. Jesus be lifted up. Jesus be lifted. Be lifted. Be lifted. Be lifted. Be lifted, we ask, in the name of Jesus. Let every machination and arrangement against truth be brought down. Let every machination and arrangement against truth, Lord, scatter them. In the name of Jesus, let your truth prosper in that land and in those states. In the name of Jesus. Let us bless those states. Bless those states. Bless them with your own words. God of mercy, God of truth, write prosperously, Lord Jesus, in majesty, because of truth. Let your right hand do awesome things. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we give you thanks. We are soldiers of Christ. Our words are words of faith. Our words are words of faith. You know, the weapon of Satan is to fire arrows to make the hearts of people melt. And many people are swallowing the fairy arrows of Satan every day. But you will not be one of them again in the name of Jesus. Only tell you you have been attacked. Say, I am the attacker. Nobody's attacking me. Somebody, I took, did I tell you that, that somebody said something to me? They do all these for, for all things. Pray Christianity under attack. Prophet Isa El Buba, his church has been surrounded by DSS. This and this and that and that. I replied, I said, We are the church, we are the enemy, we are not under attack, we are the ones attacking. I said, DSS wants to see Isa El Buba, not a problem. They should go and see them. Doesn't mean we are under attack. If we talk to them, they will let him go. But nobody should make me feel like a victim. I'm an overcomer, Amen. I'm a conqueror. Amen. My God is a man of war. Forget what they say that is a lamb. Jesus has a lamb side. He has what? A lion side. There's a lamb side to him, but there is a lion side. This morning, my children and I, we read Psalm 97 and Psalm 99. I said this is what they call a Misanic sound. This is who Jesus is. And we're reading about the mountains that melt like wax at the coming of the Lord. That's not a lamb. That's a consuming fire. Are you getting my point? My Jesus is not just a lamb. He's also a lion. When he's angry, one third of the world will perish at a time. When he was angry with Bandaiache, when he was angry with Indonesia, I was still listening to David Posse analyze the calamity again. The whole world felt it. He told one angel, hit the ground. The angel put up his foot and hit the ground. And the whole earth shook by two inches. Was measured, the whole earth shook on its axis. One angel hit the center of the Indian Ocean. And the tsunami that came out of there killed 200,000 people at a go. You think he's a joker? He's not. He's not afraid of anybody. He said, Trump has recognized Jerusalem. Let's rejoice. I <laughs> I'm <He started> laughing. <laughs> I said, Well, okay, God, Trump can I recognize anywhere you like. He said, Jesus Christ has come to Jerusalem. I said, Listen, when he's coming, everybody there will melt. Like wax. I mean, I don't know why Christians like to be, you know, when they say little, hey, Trump recognized Jerusalem, they start rejoicing, when Trump has not recognized the Nugu. What is the rejoicing that you are rejoicing about? Listen, you are not a victim. You are not under attack. You are the attacker. I wish you'll understand. Satan is, a, you know, he likes when Christians are thinking they are the ones under attack. You know, somebody told us the other day that we like say, you know, that our programming, according he said that this simple I said, people are fighting it too. <laughs> that the radio station just refused to walk on Sunday. When they are listening, now, I said, they are feeling threatened. The truth we are preaching. Satan the fear. So he's using every arrangement. I said, Don't worry. So you are blocking the radio program. We are coming physically. And there's nothing you can do. We drive we will drive, listen to me. We will drive down there in peace. Amen. We will arrange the place in peace. Amen. People will gather in peace. Amen. We will preach the truth in peace. Amen. The sick will be healed. Amen. I'm telling you, the lame will walk. Amen. The blind will see. Amen. The dead will be raised. Amen. The sinners, they will repent. Amen. The church will be edified. Amen. And Satan will be frustrated. Amen. That's it. Let's give a Lord thanks and let's go home. We are overcomers. Our God is a man of war. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. We distribute peace upon this country. We fight for the soul of this nation with our words with our faith. We are not dividers. We bind it together. We refuse to yield. I wanted you to say it again as you are giving thanks. Say, Lord, thank you. Because we are not yielding any inch, any square inch from the north to the south, from the east to the west, and everything in between to the devil. We are not yielding anything to Satan. We are not yielding to any other God apart from the Lord Jesus. Jesus is Lord over every corner of this nation. Father, we give you thanks. In the name of Jesus we have prayed. It's well with you in Jesus' name. Once again, 2018 is blessed for you. It's your season of multiplication. It's your season of dominion. And it's your season of shining forth. In the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, don't be in a hurry. Let nobody offer you a visa to go and start hustling in one country. When you are already starting a business. If you rush like that, you'll be a hustler all your life. You will buy a decent car in the hustling country. You will send a Tukumba car down home. You may even mind to build a bungalow in Nigeria. But hustle is your portion. You know what they call rest? You won't find it. Are you getting my point? Right now, go through your affliction. Go through your troubles. Peter Daniel has three businesses fail before the fourth one succeeded. He didn't leave Australia because of it. You know, Nigerians are funny. Two businesses fail. I'm going to London. You get to London, you'll be sweeping gutter for the next 25 years. When you are coming home, you go and buy us cheap, you buy cheap jeans, cheap canvas, and you'll be looking further than normal because, I mean, there's no sun beating you there, so we think you're enjoying. Come, we'll be bouncing. Say, yo, man, what's happening, man? Believe me, nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. Peter Dine did not leave Australia. Three businesses collapsed. He didn't leave Australia. The fourth business did well. He became a billionaire. Do you hear what I said? Don't worry about what has collapsed. You are going forward, whatever happens. (laughs) It is good. You are still young. What is wrong wrong with being broke? You have not tracked from here. Try from here to about one day. You will lose more weight. It's good. I'm telling you, you have to have story to tell now. It's not a big deal. Just make sure you are not idle. Make sure you are doing something. That's what I'm asking you for. Make sure you're not idle. Make sure you're doing something. When it brings a thousand dollars into your hands, rejoice. Say so this one thousand dollars is seed for the soul and bread for food. Share it out. Take a portion and give. Buy somebody something. Eat the rest of it and rejoice and do it again. One day, that same effort you are putting in will bring in a million. Amen. I wonder you won't even leave your house. People will be doing the efforts for you. <laughs> no, that man I was telling you about, I said, what do you do now, sir? He said, no, I I said, I'll take it easy. So how do you get more? He said, oh, I have a lot of things. He said, there's a particular company. They just want me to be their Nigerian representative. When they come for meetings, you know, I arrange, make sure everybody's okay. He said, they share profit at the end of the year, and they pay me very well. (laughs) That will be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Yeah, that will be your testimony in Jesus' name. It's well with you in the name of Jesus. 2018, God will do something good for you. Amen. It will do something extraordinary in your life. Amen. It will increase your business from a 10 level to a 1,000 level. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's share the grace in fellowship. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. Live above sin and walk above the devil. This is our season of multiplication, dominion, and shining in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless somebody beside you, please. Another person. This is your season of multiplication, and dominion, and shining. One more person. This is your season of multiplication, and dominion, and shining. In the name of Jesus. Don't forget yourself. This is my season of multiplication, dominion, and shining forth. All right, Cheryl, brethren. All right. God bless you all.